1: Hello, everyone, and welcome into the ER for another uh, loaded edition of Rampage Rants Tuesday Night Turmoil. This is a 30-minute edition of Rampage Rants Tuesday Night Turmoil tonight, and I will be joined by my special co-host momentarily. So uh, just so everybody knows, we will be on regular schedule for tomorrow night for Wrestling Authority Radio at our regular scheduled time of 8 o'clock Eastern, no, I'm sorry, 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time, right back here tomorrow night on the Evolution Radio Network, live inside the ER. All right, there he is. All righty. So that'll be tomorrow night. Next week we will be back to our regular format being on right after Raw is done. Um, The only reason we couldn't do that tonight is there was a glitch with the system when they processed the payment, and it did not go through, so um, it's going to have to wait until the morning at this point. So, um, I I hate it when they do that, because I had money allotted for it, and then I thought they took it out, and then Steve comes to me this afternoon, and he's like, hey, did you know that uh that wasn't taken out I was like no no I didn't so it'll get paid in the morning and uh we'll take care of it and it'll all be good um that's uh why we're not doing 2 hours tonight and they're that that's why they're not with me so that's okay um, that's that's fine um they'll be here next week and they'll be here tomorrow night so we're going to talk about uh, some non-wrestling-related things here tonight. Um, oh, we need to in leave terms off. of... Yes, we need to leave off with uh, I cannot play a 10-bell tribute because I don't have the sound clip. So we're just going to take a moment of silence for Kenny G. Alright, then we're back and that was for Kenny G, the father of Santana Garrett, uh a guy that did some managing um for Adam Pierce and a couple of other people uh throughout his short career. So he was actually very active in the business for a very long time, long before his daughter came along, so um,
0: hey, Sean, I had the ten bell ready to go.
1: I did not know that.
0: Yeah, I know. I just pulled it
1: up. Oh, well. You're okay. Anyway. It's okay. We'll play it tomorrow night when I have the access to it, so we'll do a double tribute, because that's what I planned on doing anyway. So, um, you know, he he had a great career, and unfortunately he could not beat whatever illness he had, and um, she said it was, that it was only going to be a matter of Lung cancer would suck. Um, The other thing
0: is, he already had one of his lungs removed. Right. The treatment. I do remember
1: reading about that.
0: Yeah, three years later, it reemerged. And there's nothing doctors could do for him because the complications were popping up, blood clots, kidneys failing, organs failing. There's nothing they could do. And he passed
1: well, away at the age of uh, fifty one. Ouch. It's not a very long life. Uh but when you have cancer, I don't is it ever long enough? Um, no,
0: it, you it's you know it's it's, it's miserable. <laughs>
1: um I d I don't think that uh I don't think that uh anybody expected that it would come back and um hopefully you know, our our thoughts and well wishes are with the family of Santana Garrett. Um, what we're going to talk about here tonight is there's some great events that happened over the weekend. Uh, you had PWA in Springfield on Saturday night. They did an okay house. You had uh, Zero One and PGP teaming up for Chris Cunningham on Sunday. They did an okay house. And uh, you had American Hostile Championship Wrestling uh, in Haiti, Missouri. And I was actually supposed to be down there, uh, but they they contacted me at the last minute and said, hey, we need you here as an announcer. And I said, look, I said, there's no way I can plan a trip that long on this short of notice. I just can't do it. I mean, we worked out we worked out everything, and I was like, "Hey, I, I can't get down there. Like, you're gonna have to find somebody else." Uh, but there's talk that I might be coming to their next show, which is January nineteenth. Um, so we'll see about that. We'll we'll keep seeing about that and see what happens. Um, the uh, so we had two events with great houses. Uh, Well, three events with Great Houses. You had AAW in LaSalle, their final show here in LaSalle, their final send-off. It's the final show that LaSalle will see for God only knows how long because the venues in LaSalle don't really want to deal with wrestling. Um, One of them, I'm going to be honest, and, uh, you know, if somebody wants to come to LaSalle and pay these people this amount of money uh go ahead, but the quote to bring wrestling back to the Flamingo banquet hall was eight hundred bucks, and I'm not paying eight hundred bucks. That place is a dump, Cry me. I don't think you've ever been inside the of uh, the Flamingo banquet hall. It's a dump, it's been a dump for years uh it was the home of r c w for <laughs> The, um, a good majority of their events happened at the, the Flamingo Banquet Hall. Um, yeah, so, I have
0: no idea on that one. Um,
1: um, there's what the, towns the
0: na- with venues.
1: But. Well, there are – yes. The na- uh, the venues around here are hard to come by. The Knights of Columbus in LaSalle was one of the nicest venues in the area for the simple fact it had that high ceiling. You you weren't going to get that anywhere else uh, other than a gymnasium. And they served alcohol, so it was a double, you know, they were making money off that. Um, but there's new ownership on that venue, so they don't want wrestling, and so be it. That's why AEW is done. Um, it's not the only reason, but it's the main reason why AEW is done here. Um, will they be back here is the big question. Um it won't be LaSalle directly, I can tell you that. Um but there's places that they are looking into. I I have heard that. So we'll see what happens. Um well,
0: there's been a few people that stepped forward and offered them a video. Did they take the offer? We don't know.
1: Yeah, uh, that's true too.
0: So there's some so, there's some places around that area that's willing to host it. Is for the uh, I guess the right price, right? Just got to reach an agreement first. Well, and it, yeah,
1: and uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to go into this whole discussion on AAW again. But you oh, and I have had this talk. And we did that last. You week. and I have <laughs> had this uh, You and I have had this talk, and we know we know um, what they're trying to do, and the rumor has it that they want to come back here once or twice a year. So we'll see if that happens. Um, Obviously they don't have anything announced at this time. So um, no,
0: and we won't get that that, until after the holidays are over.
1: Probably not. But I I think even then you're looking at next summer at the earliest.
0: And they know
1: they they, they, they tended to take the summer off down here, so I would think it would be next fall.
0: Well, the summer is festival season.
1: Well, and that's hard. They they didn't do a lot of those either because nobody wanted to pay the AAW price tag. <laughs> I'm just being honest. There was a festival involved, and I know because they reached out to us, and they were like, uh, what do you know about this group? And I was like, well... First of all, what do they what do they what do they want to charge you? And when I heard the numbers, it was astronomical. Yeah, you're, you're for for an AAW show at a festival. You're looking at a price tag of about ten thousand dollars. For ten thousand dollars, you could book a small headliner band, or a band that's on the outs and outs that needs the money bad enough. Um. That's what you got to think about, what's going to draw the bigger amount of money back for you as the festival that's holding it um, But that's neither here nor there um, that's That's why um, that's why there's high quality shows and then there's low rate indie shows. And there's a lot of low rate indie shows going on, and a lot of them are going on this weekend. Um, you got you got uh, Rex Gill running on Saturday night in Mount Pulaski again. Um, what else?
0: The show's there's happening this other... weekend. Let me just run them all, run all the way through them. Time okay. St. Louis, Missouri, on the 15th at 3108 Locust Street. I don't know the name of the building. That's why I put the address in there instead. Um, That's fine. Penfold Wrestling Association has had to cancel its show on the 15th in Jacksonville due to a double booking of the venue. Sad. And I'm sick over that because I ran around the previous weekend hanging flyers in all the neighboring in the town surrounding Jacksonville. So that was several hours of Rang around down the drain. But. Uh, yeah. But, but that,
1: that date should be rescheduled for a later date.
0: Yes. Sunday. Uh, in uh, Springfield, Illinois, the 8th Street Gym, the uh, Pro Wrestling Force, which was a production uh, being put together by uh, PWA and Zero One. We'll be holding a Pro Wrestling Force event. Uh, the uh, matches is announced. Uh, Matt Fitchett will be taking on Myron Reed. The main event will be Logan James teaming with Jake Lander against Michael Elgin and Juice Robinson. Also, Sophie King will be taking on Tui Lim Ramsey. The top guys will be taking on the team known as Lotus. No, have no idea who Lotus is. I don't know their individual names, but uh, those are uh, some of the matches on the card. Jake Ullman versus Aaron Williams, and there's going to be a six-way Lucha Scramble. Uh, The Warhorse Jake Parnell, is one of the participants in that match. I know that much. Uh, Bell time is 3 o'clock. They will be doing a meet-and-greet with Juice Robinson uh, in the hour before the show starts, so the doors open at 2 o'clock Sunday afternoon. And the other shows happening Ringside Championship Wrestling uh, in Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, at the Nutter Field House. House. Southern Illinois Championship Wrestling in East Carondel, Illinois, at the Community Center on the 15th. (laughs) Championship Wrestling in Clifton, Illinois, that's along Interstate 57. At the Clifton Community Center, that's going to be a Christmas show, and that's all the shows for that weekend. Uh, Dime up, Opo- hold on, we're not
1: going to, we're not going to go into next weekend. Uh, we got some other shows this weekend. Uh, show Lucha, Libre, Lucha Libre, Toto. Libre uh, Berwyn, Illinois, with Aerostar is this Sunday at 5 p.m. at the Berwyn Eagles Club. Uh, what else? You mentioned STW in Clifton. Uh, that will start at 7 p.m. And there's going to be some wrestlers there that I know. Actually, a lot of them. Um, well, hold on. I know, I'm well, Marche play. Rocket. <laughs> Marcee Rocket will be there. Sean Mulligan, we know him. We know Angus McDuff. Uh, where is she? Uh, well, I guess she's not on that show. Uh, Natasha Crane.
0: Okay, I don't, I don't, I don't know her.
1: Um, SICW. It's their tribute to Larry Madazik, and it'll feature yep. an eight-man elimination cage match. That starts at seven o'clock, I believe. Might start a little bit later than that. We have uh Wrestle League in Chicago on Saturday night. It's a toy drive. Bring an unwrapped toy and pay only one dollar for a great night of action. Uh I do have a little bit of an issue with this. I believe it's devaluing a product by a lot. I'm okay, let me let me emphasize it by saying this. I am all for uh feds that do Toys for Tots and and toy drives or coat drives or stuff like that. The problem is when you're going from charging $15 for a ticket to charging $1 for a ticket for a, a toy that might cost them $5, you're devaluing the product, and now who's to say that that new fan is going to come back and pay that 10 to $15 for the ticket they paid $1 for. That's just what I think about as a promoter.
0: $50? I would do $5. Okay.
1: Yes, if you bring a new one wrapped toy.
0: Okay. Well you have to buy? A I, I think. Something to get the $1 price. So how much are you spending for the toy? I'm assuming it's not going to be bringing a toy from the dollar store
1: that's a dollar. Right. I mean, that's just it. And, and I I don't know. Uh HHCW is at the Mount Pulaski Community Center or whatever the venue is in Mount Pulaski that's been run for a couple quite a few number of years now. I'm not going to mention that card because there's some uh wrestlers that I have never heard of on it. So I'm not going to mention it. Uh MIP is running Pekin, Illinois this Sun this Saturday at the Woodworkers Shop Building F in Pekin, Illinois, it is a free admission event. You must reserve seating by contacting the uh, Midwest Impact Pro Facebook page, but this is a fan appreciation show in Pekin with free admission of a donation of an Unwrapped or New Toy. So again... Uh, love Joey Grunch to death, and I think this is great. Great for giving back to the community, but again, if you're coming back there and he's going to run Bartonville again, you're going to have a hard time giving those people from uh, Pekin to pay the price of admission on a show that you gave them pre-admission to already. You can't, you know. And this is this there used to be such a thing back in the day around here that people would run the mall and do it for free, and that's all fine and well, as long as you got flyers and tickets to your next event and maybe even a name coming in at your next event to draw the interest up. But the mall around here, like most malls and small towns, has gone to hell, so you're not doing that anymore um, so that's uh, that's pretty much it for this weekend. Um, boy, there are a lot of shows coming uh, already for the month of January. Uh, we've got some to write out next week. We've got...
0: Uh, well, Dynamo uh, Pro was on the calendar for the 22nd. That has been canceled.
1: Okay. Um, I so mean, there's next- some great stuff... Going- Great stuff coming
0: I know p w a is going to have their first show of the year on the fifth of january, so and then glory pro in St Louis area on the sixth the lead off twenty nineteen
1: right uh, okay well the then that is going to bring me into. Uh, kind of an announcement that we have uh, for RWF Rebellion Rising. Uh, We have some voting going on right now for this, but I'm going to say this and I'm going to say it as nicely as I can while reading what I've got laid out here. Just give me a minute to pull it up. Come on. Okay. We will be hosting a training seminar earlier in the day on June 4th. June 1st, before Rebellion Rising. This is open to all male and female ages 16 years of age with parental consent or older who do not have serious medical issues. If you have serious medical issues, you're disqualified from being able to partake in this. And that's not going against uh, Americans with disabilities. It's just, with this, this is a sport where you can't have heart issues. You can't have other issues like that um, that would cause you to not be able to compete at the activity level that we'd like to see in this training seminar. So um, we will be taking 12 people and 12 people only. The first 12 people to sign up and prepay will be admitted into this great opportunity. The cost will be $30 per person, and you must sign a liability waiver. There will be a minimum of at least 3 hours of training, if not more. This will not be for the faint of heart. Your abilities will be tested. The head trainer will be announced soon, but we know it will be one of the three following men. Either Marche Rocket, Brew Baker, or Diamond Steel will be hosting the training seminar. To reserve your spot, please contact the RWF Facebook page at facebook.com/rwfpro today will fill up fast. Don't hesitate. Make your dream a reality today. So this is going to be open to all new and uh, if you're a veteran too, if you're already in the business, you can also partake in this. Um, but this is open to everybody and a lot of people have complained Lately, about training seminars being open to everybody because, you know, everybody should be... I guess everybody feels that you should be doing an advanced class. That's fine, but then you're looking at having the trainer be there for, like, four hours. And that means you're going to have to pay that trainer a little bit more hefty money uh, in order to be there all day for the training and all night for the show. Um, so sometimes those things are not able to be fit into the budget and most of the times uh, you can get new guys taught the basics and something new to the new the the guys already experienced nine times, well 7 out of 10 times you can um, but it's not always easy Um, it just depends on the work rate and what you got to know what you're wanting to get out of a training seminar before you put it on. Because if you're wanting to do one for guys that are already in the business, you can do that, but you have to realize that, and I'm not one of these promoters. I don't take just anybody's money because that's one thing that I don't do. If I don't think that they're going to be able to hack this for whatever reason, I won't waste their time because it's not worth wasting mine and leading them along and taking their money when there's no real chance in the world that they're ever going to go anywhere. Um, I don't like doing that to people because I had it done to me. So that's just the way it is. Um, there's some great training schools out there still. Uh, there is Harley Racist School in Missouri. There is – Michael Elgin's camp down in the St. Louis, Missouri area. I believe Dynamo Pro still has a camp. I believe that uh, MIP still has their training school. Um, Who else? Uh, Let's see. Bob Wharton just opened a school
0: down there,
1: so you can train with him.
0: SICW's facility.
1: Yes. Yes. So... I mean, there's there's some great places to train if you really want to do it. The problem is not everybody wants to do it. Everybody wants to think that they're a wrestler because they're a weekend warrior. And if you're not wrestling every weekend, you're not a wrestler. You're a weekend warrior. And a lot of people go, well, Sean, that makes you a weekend warrior. Okay, if you want if you want to say that, that's fine. But the the fact of the matter is, I've been doing two shows. For five years, based on wrestling for the past five years, on this network, so I'm still involved in the business. I still take bookings when I get them. um They don't come around too often because, as a lot of you know and a lot of you have heard me be on this show, I'm pretty vocal about what when I see an issue with something and um that that will do it for shows this weekend. Next weekend, I know RCW is returning to Litchfield. Or no, is it next weekend or the weekend after that? It's the weekend 29th. after that. Twenty ninth, twenty ninth. So, I mean, uh, I don't know if anybody's running next weekend or not. It's a little bit of a risky weekend to run, but if you are, um, good luck to you. And I know that there's going to be some awesome New Year shows that are going to take place. We've got SLA. We've got uh, uh, Glory Pro, who's got a huge show coming up with Bandito, um, who I've only seen clips and smidgets of footage of, but from what I'm seeing, I'm impressed.
0: And. Covered since we only have five minutes left.
1: Actually, we have, as long as this doesn't cut us off, we actually have 20 minutes left because it'll give us 15 minutes in the after party, or should. So if okay. it kicks us, it kicks us. If if it doesn't, we're going to keep rolling. We'll use that time wisely. You better call in if you're not. 213 943 3719. Call in now. Um, Well, I mean, there's some great stuff uh, happening. The Godwins are now taking bookings again. Um, You might want to pass that information along to PWA or whoever books down that way and see if anybody would be interested in booking them. We'll see how they do in Indiana. I think they're going to be in Indiana in March or April. Um, We'll see how they do. I honestly would have never thought about it. I think it's kind of cool because they were one of the more popular tag teams from, you know, that time period. So, I mean, who else are you really going to get? Body Donna's are gone. Candido's gone. I don't think the other one works anymore unless the other one's gone too, so.
0: Body Donna's? hmm I thought one of them was deceased.
1: That way you talking about? Oh God! Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's Candido's That's Candido. Deceased, but I don't know long. if. The, yeah, but I don't know if the other one's passed away. I could have sworn the other one was like, passed away or something or out of the business or something. I don't know. I'd have to look that up here. I remember who the
0: other member is. Anyway. Uh, uh Chip and Skip.
1: Was what their names were, and I don't. I don't remember yeah, who I played don't. who Couldn't But um, I think the Godwins coming in would be kind of cool. It would just depend on the logistics of it. I don't know where they're living. And if it's two flights, two flights for me is a no. Sorry. I could bring in one of you. And I don't know which. uh, I think I'd have more luck bringing in Henry O. Godwin than Phineas.
0: Uh, I'd rather have. Tex Flossinger and Shanghai Pierce.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, Shanghai, yeah, that, that's some good stuff right there. For anybody that doesn't know that, go, go look at it, because it's good history and it's good tag team wrestling. But, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff that's going to be happening in the year 2019. We've got Pro Wrestling Force that has come about. We've got uh, Zero, One, and PGP that have worked together now doing a benefit for Chris Cunningham. I mean, there's some great stuff happening in the wrestling world. RWF will be back. Um, And there's rumors of an All-In 2. So we will see what happens. All-In 2 could shake up the landscape even more. But one thing is for certain. If things do not change on Monday Night Raw and Tuesday Night SmackDown, the ratings will continue to go down. They are getting their ass kicked by Monday Night Football. I don't know. And and other shows. Like shows they shouldn't even be getting their ass kicked by. They're getting their ass kicked by.
0: Yeah, and the Monday Night game wasn't really that good. I mean, it was a very low-scoring affair until, like, the last couple of minutes of the game. <laughs>
1: Right. I mean, well, and that's just it. You would think they wouldn't have a problem getting any people to watch their product, but they can't. And I don't understand why, because it's it's one of those things where you would think that they wouldn't have an issue being able to get people to watch their product. But I do want to say their product Go ahead.
0: SmackDown's been actually a lot better than uh, Raw has been lately. So it's not – it's bad for Raw, but good for SmackDown right now. And well, we had – and what do we have this yeah. week? We had Daniel Bryan. Hold on one second. This stupid thing went off on me. We had Daniel Bryan taking on in Central Illinois, Pro Wrestling Hall of Famer. Let's miss Ali to lead off the show this week. Yes. That was a
1: rather entertaining match. Obviously, they weren't going to put Ali over, and we all knew that. If you walked into that thinking they were going to put Ali over, you were blind um, because there was no way that that was going to happen. I'm, I like Ali. He's a good talent, but I hate to say it. There was no way they were going to put him over Daniel Bryan.
0: Oh no, it's not going to involve victory, but he certainly got uh, certainly got some high uh, impact moves into that match.
1: Yes, he did, and it was entertaining. Um, so we had that tonight. We had Charlotte Flair versus Asuka that ended in uh, kendo stick brutality, and set up for TLC on Sunday. And we have new tag team champions from Raw last night going forward. Chad Gable and Glorious Bobby Roode are the new Raw tag team champions. I almost said universal tag team champions.
0: Um, spot, one of the few bright spots of Monday Night Raw Um Although it was a handicap match, and the, none of the ta- neither one of the tag team title holders, the, the hero that won the belts, was pinned. It was sure, Drake. a former rock yeah. star stud. But yes, he wanted in the match, and they they made it. They made him eligible for the match for him to lose, which I hate. Tactile defenses by proxy, but that's what we ended up with. Serves them right, I guess. Nice. And uh, Baron Corbin got his butt kicked, thankfully. For what? All the crap we've had to endure the past couple of weeks with his nonstop ego stroking. Although somebody pointed out that's Rollins bearing raw. That. The ratings are down. The show is sucking because of you. I was like, mm-hmm. I want to admit your show is crap on, on the very show you're uh, that is been down in the dumps lately. Right. Why? I mean, well, you know, and that's just it. Meant, but. Yeah.
1: Uh, but Vince is selling more and more shares to fund the XFL. you got to remember that. We're all, he's all about this XFL. That's what he wants to see before he dies, the XFL takeoff.
0: <clears throat> and St. Louis is going to get a franchise. Yes. In fact, it's the only one that doesn't have an NFL team now. Right. Which I find a little surprising, but I guess they want to start out big, but... Just, just hope that um, the, the goal is twenty thousand seats sold per per game. So uh, I, don't I don't know. If you, empty seats galore on Twitter, but they show pictures of a lot of NFL games with a ton of empty seats.
1: Yeah, it might be hard to get twenty thousand in for. Uh football game. Well, it depends
0: on what they charge.
1: Well that's true. But
0: FL charges I mean, quite a bit of money for a ticket, I believe. A lot yeah. more. Right. I've never I mean never well attended and, NFL, never attended an NFL game. Live.
1: I have not either. I have no desire to. I have not attended a Bulls game or anything of that nature or even a hockey game. I just that's not my cup of tea. I wouldn't mind going to see the Cubs live sometime, but I would I don't think I would enjoy being around all those rambunctious Chicago that are drunk and yeah, that, that does not sound like fun. Well, that's
0: um, a, that's a sports team. That's a any. See <laughs> <scene> now
1: <that'll> happen. <laughs> um We have 10 minutes left, so with that, we're going to go into our hot topic of the night, and our hot topic of the night is when free is not a good thing, and what that means is if you're giving your product away and you can't afford to be giving your product away, then you shouldn't be. Charity work is great, but charity work does not put money back into the company. Learn. Take this from somebody that learned that the hard way. It's it's all great, but it does not keep the company money and turning profit the way they need to, unless you're one of these bigger benefits. What I mean by that is wrestlers are not charging an arm and a leg and or or working for free and you you have more volunteers and more less overhead. So um, some of these bigger benefits that you see go on throughout the Midwest and throughout other regions of the country, they can do turn big profits because, you know, I'm not, I, I'm just saying, you can't give your product away and expect to keep making money. And it, People have done that in the past and still continue to do it. I think the average ticket price still in 2018, it's the same as what it was when I started going to wrestling shows in 2002. A general admission ticket was $10. Front row was 12 Now front row in some areas can be 15 and general admission can be 12 But I'm keeping my general admission 10 Because that's what sells. I've seen ticket prices less than that, and that's fine, as long as they're not too low. I mean, my God, I worked with a promoter over in the Quad Cities that thought doing $2 ticket prices was a great idea. I said, oh, you really want to give the product away. Give it away. Let's not even charge at all. Let's just give it away. $2 $2 ticket price. That's going to pay the talent. Oh, brother, we'll draw in like 300 people at $2 apiece. Is, is that going to be enough to cover payroll and the ring rental and everything else? No. So, again, where did you get this bright idea to charge $2 for tickets? Unless you're getting paid a flat fee to do the show and then making additional money by charging $2 for the tickets. I I don't know. That guy didn't have a lot of logic. So there a lot of one, the things he did didn't make sense. Go ahead.
0: There's one place where that did work. However, there's a few caveats. Uh, this was IWA Unlimited for that production's down in Olney, where they had the uh-huh. uh, training school. They had a midweek... Show now the shows were like an hour, hour and a half, and uh, like three to five matches. And yes, a while, um. And it, it it was basically the ring was in the building. It didn't go anywhere. That's where they did their training. Right. And. Right a time the the show, the weekly shows were free. It was basically to give the wrestlers a chance to perform in front of a crowd. Of course, it was also of their learning experience in uh, trying to become a professional wrestler. Uh, eventually then they charged for their, um, Saturday shows. Now, at right. some point they did charge a couple of bucks to, um, to, Prevent people from running in and out when it got to when uh, certain people got a little bit rowdy. Right. But um, it worked for uh, IW Unlimited, There's and they're still doing it down in Noble. Right. That's the only way it would work. But yeah, if you're running a Saturday show, you're having to pay for the ring, pay for the talent, pay for a bun- and pay for the venue. Yeah, two dollars a ticket. No. I know Rampage did it. But then they made all their money back on concessions. Believe it or not. Yeah. We debated this in the past. Right. But if you're going to do it, it's got to be for the right reasons, but you can't just haphazardly do that.
1: Well, and you can't go from doing that, or like we talked about in the case of the toy show of them only charging a dollar for a ticket, You can't do that and then turn around and come back and do a paid show and expect all the same people to show up. Because benefits are going to draw a different crowd than a regular show. And if you don't know that by now, then maybe you don't need to be running. Um, They always do. Your general wrestling fan is going to show up either way, but you are going to get people that will come out and support a benefit over a regular wrestling event. I've seen it happen time and time again. Um so what you're saying is
0: without, people are showing up that ahead. aren't wrestling fans, they will show up for the benefit, but they can't be bothered That's to correct. attend to wrestling show otherwise. That's correct.
1: Not I'm I'm not talking, you know, massive amounts of those kind of people, but a good number, a good healthy number. I'd say thirty to fifty, depending on how well you advertise. And how well you know your your product looks and appeases to everybody. If you if you have one of these flyers like Rex Gill has got for his upcoming show that's nothing but text on the flyer, then no. Nobody's gonna show up because nobody's gonna give a damn.
0: Yeah and I've it's been over and over battling round and round about how a flyer is supposed to look and Yes. It's entirely up to my decision without any guidance I mean, I'm going to come up with what I'm going to come up with. I think my flyers look good. Like Some of my colleagues are they, not... about how the flyers were not or they don't like how it was designed. Well, I'm doing it without any guidance. And let's say if you wanted a professional to do it, I guess you would have a – I mean, you could come up, you'd put a dozen people in a room, dozen people in a room, and you have to tell, tell them all, make a flyer for the next show. I guarantee you, all twelve people have a completely different design. All
1: 12. Nine times out of ten. Oh, yeah. I
0: mean, I mean,
1: I mean uh, obviously, like if you're looking, if you're now, looking, if you're looking to have flyers done, there's somebody that uh, just did all of my work that you could contact, and he doesn't charge a whole arm and a leg. Uh, he's he's done graphics for me. There's still graphics he's still got to do. I've got to get more pictures for him. And uh, all of our graphics will be done until the time that I get uh, get down into Pontiac, which is probably going to be after the holidays now, and uh, start on the groundwork there and see who my sponsors are going to be and uh, get them on the poster. So, I mean... You, there's there's good people that make good posters out there, and for some uh, for some reason or another, people. I had to learn this the hard way because I wanted to do them myself, and I learned real quick that I don't I can't do near the shit that the guy that did all of our graphics for me did. Um, I, I just don't have that skill level when it comes to that. And, I'm Not a graphics
0: designer either, but I think I did very good for. I do amateur. the radio shows.
1: I do the radio shows posters, and I think that those look kick ass. And it's taken me a long time to get actually happy with those. And with that, we are out of time. So good night, everybody. We will see you to here tomorrow night for Wrestling Authority Radio with Herb Simmons. Well, good night, everybody. Good night.